when we choose a career we consider many things like which course should i study which college should i go to what job prospects i'll have after my college or eventually where i'll work in which company and once we achieve our career goals we naturally want to make progress isn't it however progress wears different masks tailored to the unique aspirations of each individual some people strive to become skill masters in their fields others desire to climb the ladder of promotions some find satisfaction in the growth of their income taking comfort in the progress reflected in their paychecks depends well microsoft's work trend index pulse report 2022 echoes a similar sentiment according to the report 60% of the employees in india feel there are limited growth opportunities in their current jobs leading them to consider leaving the study also suggests that upskilling and reskilling attract and retain employees by enhancing skills and exploring new roles within the company but pause for a moment and let us ponder is learning new skills or changing jobs enough for career progression or is there more to consider when evaluating your career path In this episode we have Sonia Khurana a seasoned marketer and a strategic consultant sharing her insights on evaluating your career path Sonia currently the COO of Digitas India has held significant positions like senior vice president at Ogilvy India lead for T Microsoft at Wonderman from transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks from make or break situations like negotiating ctcs or handling feedback between peers to people related complexities like handling a difficult manager or a toxic work environment workwise we cover it all hi welcome to workwise with nokri a show to help you work better and accelerate your career Welcome Sonia on board. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Wow. You see after college the first few years into the job the main focus was on what's the package. Do you remember your college days when you joined your first oh, job? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Vividly. Focus area. And the focus was on that who got the highest package and it was a belief that the one who gets a higher package he's on the right track in his or her career. But then as we moved ahead we realized different flavors which career had to offer so help me understand how can how can professionals determine if they are on the right track in their careers you know i think i'd start off by asking you what is the right track there to me there is no standardized right track really is there right i've met people who want to be ceos young girls in my team a few years into uh, their first job right and a long way to go 20s maybe yeah there about so it's uh, it's kind of hard to say what that right track is but the big point is when do you sort of say this is the direction or this is the track that i'm headed towards and that again there is no set formula to get there right or when that's going to happen when do you figure out that this is the right track for me my husband 
he was an advertising professional. A few years in what could have been his career, he decides to pivot and move to become a cricket writer. And that, yeah, uh, and that sort of has become the right track for his career and he's stuck on to it, right? So really to be able to figure out what your right track is, it changes over time. It depends on where your heart is and how much effort you're willing to put into it and with what degree of enthusiasm are you willing to get there? Because whatever that right track is going to be, in my experience, it's not that the right track is going to be any easier than any other track that you're going to be in. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Since you asked me that, what I would have said, the right track would have many parameters. One being that, what's your background? So after spending like two decades in this industry, as per you, what are some visible markers or indicators that you find important in evaluating the career path? I mean, we can have some some pointers that, okay, if I, if I checklist, if I have a checklist that, okay, if I have these markers in place, that mm-hmm. if I, this, this acts as an indicator for me that I am on the right path. Uh, yes, you will obviously have, I think, the kind of obvious checklist, right? For the number of years of experience that I've put in, am I getting the right amount of remuneration? Am I getting the right title that is in place, you know, when I look outside? But I think some of the other important markers would be uh, how relevant am I? to the industry that I'm in? Am I up to date? Because that shows a forward movement. Am I getting an opportunity to upskill myself? And I am upskilling myself. Am I um, successfully completing projects that I've been assigned to? Am I getting called for interviews? Maybe, right? External validation or a marker that you are growing in your uh, career or even getting sort of a pat on the back from the boss or the team. Some of them would be, you know, markers that you would see as your KPIs, right? But there are a lot of unsaid markers also in the workplace, recognition being one. Like I said, you know, you're getting landing an interview with a company that you covered. And there are large markers, big markers, you get your next, right, uh, designation or, or an increment. But I think most of us forget about small, smaller micro markers in our life. You uh, have completed a new project successfully, right? We don't pat ourselves on the back that much. We don't count for it as a major milestone in our career or any milestone in our career. Sometimes it's, yeah, I had to do it. Let's move on, right? Many times... Yes, we should begin small and we are we are narrowed down on what are my KPIs and what will give me the appraisal, the appreciation at work. And we rarely map it to our personal aspirations. How can they ensure that the milestones are aligned with their personal aspirations? Yeah, very, very uh, meaningful question because some most of us think of our professional life as one part of it and our personal life is another part but look at I mean they're all interwoven right I think the example that I alluded to earlier where the individual who had come to us with his copywriting portfolio but from a different department is a great example to 
to sort of call out someone who had recognized he wanted to be a writer, right? Somewhere there was this thing of, I want to write, right? And that's where the personal married the professional and he worked on it, etc. But I think, first of all, like you've said, it's to be a little more aware of what, where the personal and professional converge or what are, what are the areas where they could possibly converge, right? And that might need a little th thinking because it, for most of us, there are two isolated zones in our life, right? And like that boy who had come sort of work on it, I think have a, a little bit of a bias towards action because just knowing, okay, personally, I'm interested in this and professionally, this is where I am, but I'm not going to work at getting there uh, may not, it, it just may be something that you dream of. So true. Um, help me understand, since we discussed about the plethora of options we have as of this age, we always tend to compare that, am I moving at the same pace or at a faster pace as compared to people in my <laughs> league, in my domain, or am I lacking behind? You always have this fear of missing out. So how can professionals measure the pace of their career progression? Any methods or strategies that can be used to determine? I mean, like we said, there are markers all around, right? Which... They're all around us. Somebody who started off in this at the same time that I did is at this position, whereas I'm here or someone's earning this and I'm earning that much. So all of that is going to be there. And it takes a sort of maturity to be able to figure out that uh, the same markers that apply to somebody else don't necessarily have to apply to you. It's not easy by any way. Like you have to train your brain a lot to be able to pull back and say, hold on. I mean, I'm happy to be in the rat race or I can sit back and say, I'm going to leave these markers aside. So uh, I think the pace is some people I know, um, Tivas, who have like a plan, right? They have a three-year plan and a five-year plan and a one-year plan and they on the dot when it comes absolutely on point on how they are tracking against their plan, right? And successfully so. This requires a certain type of personality. Now, if I want to get there, these are the certifications I need to be able to get there in the next one year. And there are others who kind of go with the flow a little bit, but yet behind, you know, in their head, they know that there is progression that's happening. To say if there's a specific answer to say this is the pace at which you want to be at but always remember like it's a math marathon right and now i mean who retires i mean people do <laughs> but really it's a marathon and that pace will also keep changing you today you'll have a three-year plan after three years you'll say no just let me chill then after that you may get back on the uh, into the race I was giving a thought to this entire equation that can there be any any framework by which we can think that, okay, am I moving ahead or not? So I remember in my initial years, I was working as a trainer and was making almost 60 grands a month. So I started from equation that it's like 60 grands for 30 days. So 2000 rupees a day and number of days, number of hours in a day was almost 10 hours. So my work per hour was rupees 200. That's how I looked at it. And then I asked myself, okay, how can I increase my WPH, my worth per hour, as I move ahead in my career? 
And then my reporting manager make me realize that it's also about the contribution per hour that you bring to the organization than just looking at your worth per hour. Because if you focus on the contribution per hour, certainly your value or your worth per hour will increase. So yeah, I mean, contribution is a great way of looking at it. But if you are going to progress, it, it is what contribution today, but uh, what's the value or how much more can you contribute beyond what is expected of you? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Beyond uh, your given roles and responsibilities, is it what you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to fulfill those. In most instances, I, I would think that there's always a little extra that you can do to get to whatever your next is going to be. And if you are able to do that well, um, I, I don't see any manager or any organization saying, no, stop, do only this much. Since you spoke of what we achieve beyond the KPIs, beyond the roles and responsibilities, do you think that believing that focusing only on performance and what we deliver results in in our professional growth? Like, like that is that is enough for our professional growth? See, there are two aspects to performance. There's a seen or written aspect to performance, like I said, KPIs written KPIs. You're supposed to bring in so much revenue, you're supposed to maintain so much people cost, etc, etc, whatever those are. But uh, in the workplace, there are a lot of unwritten dimensions or unsaid dimensions to performance as well, right? I'll tell you, in my case, this is the expectation I have of me or I would think anyone would have of a role here for, you know, that I'm in. I have to deliver on all of the things, but at the same time, I'm responsible for making sure that my organization has a great reputation in the press, right? That I it has a great reputation amongst our potential clients. So networking, for example, becomes sort of an unsaid parameter dimension of performance that I will need to deliver to. So to what you said, yes, absolutely delivering on your performance parameters and delivering them well becomes important. But when you start unpacking the term performance, there's so much more to then what comes as your KPIs or KRAs or OKRs, right? So true. So true. It like adds so much meaning to your work when you look from this perspective. Also, the way you conduct yourself while you're working. Yeah, 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 I don't think any job is straight jacketed like that, right? What's in the job description is all that I'm going to do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then you are not really paving that path for yourself as well, right? How, how do you stand out by not just doing brilliantly at what you're expected to do? Lots of people will do that. But going that extra mile, in the context of what you're doing itself can go a long way. So would you advise to have those three or five year plans? Like we had those answers ready when we had to go for an interview. <laughs> What's your five year plan? So do you advise to have those plans with us and, and uh, measure how much we achieved basis it? Uh, I think some people do well by having it all sort of nicely jotted down, documented, immense clarity, in the head, but I suspect a lot of us are a little bit nebulous about this whole thing. So I would say, give it a thought, 
sit back, definitely give it a thought of where you want to be in the next three, five years, but be a little flexible. Don't hold yourself to it because the context and our environment is changing so rapidly. We have to be open and flexible to be able to embrace opportunities that come along the way and then pivot our three, five-year plans uh, a little bit on that. So have an idea, even if you're not like a document, this is what it is and I'm going to stick to it. Have idea of where you're headed and go after it with some bit of intention. I love this word with a bit of intention. Uh, for, for someone who is uncertain about the career progression, can you emphasize on the word intention and what that person should look at? So what I meant when I said have a little bit of intention is that, say, if you want to be a writer, I keep coming back to that. If you want to be a writer, right, if you want to move from uh, an account management position or role to a writing role in the next three years, five years, you've got it somewhere there, but you may not have a timeline jotted down. The intention would be, am I doing enough to get there? Am I, I may not be a good writer. I may not even recognize myself as a writer, but what am I doing to get there? Am I attempting to get up every morning and write a few lines every day? And write every single day with consistency unless uh, until I feel like I've gotten somewhere, right? If I want to be a great coder or a developer, what am I doing? Am I a simple sort of designer, okay? And I want to, a graphic designer, I want to get into UI designing, right? Eventually, in some time frame that I may have set for myself, what am I doing to get there? Am I taking up a course? that can help me understand a little bit about this? Am I raising my hand proactively in the workplace say, by, and say, okay, I'm going to shadow another UI designer and see how he or she goes about their life? Am I going to pick up and learn how Figma works? Um, am I going to, for example, uh, you know, proactively say, let me give this project a shot, right? That's what I meant by working at it with some intent and with some bias towards action. So true, so true. Since you mentioned about writing, starting with LinkedIn can be a great platform where you write every single day, establish yourself as a thought leader, and also prove your credibility tomorrow if you say that this is my portfolio, which is like for everyone to see. So well said. Yep. So true. So how can they gain like, clarity and confidence in determining if they're on the right track or if a change is necessary? I mean, they have tried their hands on these things, have a portfolio in place. I go back to the first example that I had given. Uh, my husband who pivoted from advertising to sports writing, uh, he set up his own blog at that time. You know, he used to have like blog spot or something like that. I can't remember for the life of me, but he set that up, started writing, and then when he was a little confident, he sent out a piece of his writing or two pieces of his writing to Ramachandra Guha, not hoping that he would hear back. But he did, and uh, he got a thumbs up. He even got a reference saying, why don't you apply to Crickinfo? I'll give you a recommendation. So while he didn't have a mentor, 
but I think the validation just becomes like a springboard to let you pursue your career your that you're headed towards more confidently uh, and one big learning from this is also that sometimes you don't get ready-made mentors around you have to seek out mentors right I don't think we should be afraid to do that I I know lots of people around me who would willingly say yes I would love to help someone if I can so a big shout out to everyone who's listening to us that if you plan your kind of face off in the in the space of advertising, drop in a hi to Sonia on LinkedIn, <laughs> and she'll be anytime. <laughs> Super. Thank you, Sonia, for being here. It was lovely speaking with you. Got a lot of profound insights, and I'm sure all the listeners will have a great time listening to this episode on repeat. Thank you, Devas. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Workwise with Nokri. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. Also, do share this with your friends who would benefit from this episode. I'm Devas Gupta, and you're listening to Workwise with Nokri, a career podcast from Nokri.com, produced by Wine Studios.